0: I've been asked to speak on AP Capstone, the diploma program, what it is, and, and how you might be interested in using it for your school. It's amazing. They gave me an hour for this. And this afternoon I'm doing one on AP. I thought they probably should be a switch so i talked about AP first, building a robust program, and then we talk about AP Capstone. But we are going to do what we've been told to do today. And so it may not take a whole hour, but we'll certainly open it up to all kinds of questions and then Guys, are limited. And then you can kind of shoot me for whatever other questions that you might have or concerns that are going on with the College Board. Um, I see I have some different states here, so different states, different things happen, and and, and so. Uh, but for AP Capstone, we'll just be talking about uh, a higher level or whatever. We won't get into uh, a lot of things that go on with different states, but certainly uh, we'll try to answer those questions as well. So. Uh, how many are, are, do we have? Who, who do we have? Counselors? Do we have teachers. We have administrators. How many counselors do we have? And as a counselor, are you also a coordinator, test coordinator. My friends, uh, teachers. Okay. Administrators. Great. Again. Great. Fantastic. So we're going to talk about what the AB Capstone is, the benefits, and how it works, and. And some of the slides that I'll go through, I'll, I'll kind of piece of things, but let's just talk about the why behind it or, or what it is. It's, it's a diploma program, and what happened was uh, higher ed came to college board and said, listen, you know, you've got some good uh, AP programs and uh, AP courses that you use, and um, we are always looking for... Uh, means of distinction, something to separate the children. So uh, as we prepare for admissions, and we just try to make those decisions, uh, it always helps us if we could have some things that would just set those uh, students above the others so that we'll have another determinant factor of, uh, if we have all things equal, to look at a student that we can choose to offer them admission to the university. And so college said, okay, well, we can come up with a diploma program, a capstone program. And they said, really, we want to make sure that the students are ready for college. And what would help us out is if you could really work on students' uh, communication skills and research skills. And and, uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be content, but something, their writing skills. Those things can help us so that they can be prepared for college-level courses. And so all of that was taken into consideration when we came up with the AP capstone program. Clicker, so here we go. With the overviews, (coughs) benefits, um, staff benefits, expectations, resources, and some questions. But I always like to say this, uh, read some of these, because uh, you get to hear from what students actually say, and and that's what's most important. So uh, a student said, this is a freshman University of Chicago, said, it's not the classes you take to show off a five, but one you use to explore topics that you find meaningful. And this is going to be really important because when we look at higher ed, uh, one of the uh, obstacles that we came up with was, well, where do you put it? And how do you get credit for it? And will you get credit for it? Uh, Because it's a capstone program, so it's not a math course, it's not an English course. It doesn't match anything that they have at their college level courses. And so where do you put it? Um, But what we found from a student's perspective is, when they take the capstone course, it helps them with all their classes, and so it gives them uh, um, some need for whether they get credit or not. We'll talk about the credit or not in a few minutes. But what is it? A diploma program from College Board is based on a two-year program. So uh, we'll talk about how that works, but it's a two-year program. The first year is uh, seminar, and the second year is research. Um, Again, rather than teaching subject-specific content, we talked about that, these courses develop student skills in research, analysis, and evidence-based arguments, collaboration, writing, and presenting. That's what they wanted, and that's what we developed for them through the Capstone program. Uh, The benefits of Capstone. I told you before, colleges are looking for something to uh, distinguish their students, something that would allow your students to stand out. And what we found is when we first started the Capstone program, uh, it was mostly for those those students who uh, achieved everything else, and this was like icing on the cake. So these were for your uh, top students, right? And so it's like, well, what do you you know, what about the other students? And what we found is that not so much for those students, has really kind of helped the other students that didn't really want a content level. Maybe they didn't do well in math, or they didn't do well in English, but they wanted to make their own content, and they wanted to do an AP course, a rigorous course of, of their liking. And so they're actually using AP Capstone uh, for that, it, not necessarily doing the math, and biology, and those other uh, content courses. They should have gave me a glass of water or something. Question. Uh, is there a list of schools that's accepting AP Capstone credit as a standalone credit? For you mean colleges? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, there is a list, and they're uh, on on our website. But I'll actually show you some in this presentation as well. So when we talk about AP Capstone, it's a skills-based diploma program. We're talking about critical thinking skills and communication skills. That's really what it's all about. Those two skill levels uh, are, they underpin what these two courses are about when we talk about uh, the capstone program. Year one we have seminar, and then year two we have research. You cannot take research without taking seminars, so you have to start with seminar. So think about that guys, you got a diploma program, you got two courses, a two-year course, that means you have to start, uh, you would not give a senior a seminar class because they're going to graduate without taking the research class in order to get the diploma the certificate. Does that make sense? So year one, we have critical thinking skills, and so the seminar course will evaluate sources uh, and bias, development, and evidence-based arguments. The communication skills, you can kind of see where that uh, comes into play with seminar. Uh, presentation skills, writing reports, research and argument. When you do year two, when you're talking about AP research, Again, the critical thinking skills is involved, but students design and conduct individual research projects. So it's actually a project that they'll do throughout the year. And then in the communication skills portion, uh, they'll do an academic paper, and they'll have to do an oral defense. So these are things that higher ed was saying, wow, this is good, we want our kids to be able to to have this. And some of you may have um, kind of maybe not AP capstone, but other programs in your schools for those students that have to do an oral presentation before they graduate? Anybody? I know I had some students, a class in, in Missouri, they did a diamond program, and their students had to do an oral presentation. you as well? So here's how it works. In order to get a diploma, there are three qualifications, right? You have to uh, do have a three or higher score on AP Seminar a three or higher score on AP research, and then the student will have to have had four other AP exams that they would have made a three or higher on. Any, four, any other four AP exams that they wanted to take uh, prior to their junior year when they took seminar or their sophomore year, to, uh, or when they graduate. That's what uh, the qualifications are for the diploma. Now say a student uh, took the two courses, AP uh, capstone research and seminar, they made the three or are, are greater, but they didn't have four AP other courses that they took that they were able to get threes, fours, or fives on. They would still get a distinction. It would be a certificate, uh, AP capstone certificate. They wouldn't get the diploma, but they would get a certificate, and that would also go in the transcript in order to um, distinguish them. How does it work? When we look at seminar during the year, there are two performance tasks that a student would do. Uh, a research report, 1,200 words, they'll do a team media press um, pr- presentation, and then the performance task two, uh, which is 35% of the class. These are just recommendations that we do, of course, Reading uh, argument, 2,000 words, multimedia presentation, and then, of course, they'll have an end-of-course exam that's 45% of the grade. And then when we look at research, they do an academic paper, It has to be between 4,000 and 5,000 words. And then do their presentation and oral defense. That's 25% of the grade. 15 to 20 minutes of question and answer session from the panel. There's no end of course exam for the AP research because they did their academic paper. So, how this implementation? Um, AP seminar can be given in 10th grade or 11th grade. You see, it's not on 12th grade because you want them to take the whole program in and have a year for research, right? And then AP research courses in the 12th grade. Just different ways of implementing. Kind of makes sense. From another student. AP Capstone taught me how to research, to frame my papers, uh, which proved to be a great asset my freshman year. So, the student, it helped him in their freshman year of college. We talked to some students because um, um, in Missouri, one of my states, I said, I asked the student, I said, well, at this time the program had just began, and a lot of the colleges were not accepting it as credit. Uh, and you know, our whole purpose is to have a college level course in high school and get have the student have the student get actual. Uh, credit, college grant credit for the course, right? you do all the work it's credit. So we asked the student, we said, well, right now, you don't get credit for this. You can get credit as an elective, but it won't uh, count as a, a content area uh, credit course for you. Uh, why were you excited about taking this course? And the student said, it didn't even matter if I got a two or one in this course. This course helped me in all my other classes, whether it were AP or non-AP, it helped me to write a paper. It, it helped me. It taught me how to do research. It taught me in my communication skills and my presentation skills. And what I got out of it helped in so many other courses. Uh, it, uh, when I weighed the the, the uh, pros and cons, it was worth taking the course even without getting uh, actual credit for it. So. Another student University of Texas, I noticed the different types of arguments others use and determine how strong or weak of a point they have based on their, strong or weak of a point they have based on their evidence. So again, evidence-based using uh, what they did with the course. So let's look at some of the benefits, or what uh, specific skills that the students learn. When we look at AP seminar, uh, Students learn to investigate academic and real-world topics in a cross-disciplinary way. They analyze, interpret, evaluate different perspectives. They gather credible evidence. They develop evidence-based arguments conveying their own perspective. And I won't just read all these, but I wanted to let you see the difference of the two courses. So when you get to research, search, um, they can use those skills that they learn in seminars to actually help them in the research class. That's why we recommend that is always taking uh, seminar first before they take research. Because what they learn in research or in seminar, they can definitely use that as they work on the research project. Back to seminar. Students choose a theme that they want to explore in the, process, uh, in, in the class, and, and certainly um, we recommend that it be a real-world uh, topic or something that is interesting to them. Remember how I told you like some students say well, maybe they're not a math student or maybe they're not an English student or maybe they don't have a content area that they're really uh, excelling in. But this is interesting to those students uh, because they get to choose their theme. They get to choose what projects that they want to work on, uh, what topics they want to use. And then once they do that, uh, these are some examples of themes. Anybody who wants any of this presentation, uh, let me know. I'll give you my email address and I'll send it to you. But certainly there's some um, theme examples for AP Seminar for real world um, topics to be able to use. And they just take that theme and they can um, work with their teachers to expand on those things. Again, this is a seminar. They build their evidence arguments based on um, a multiple range of texts so they can use periodicals, literature, peer-reviewed journals. All these uh, are works that they can use in order to help them to uh, work on their projects. The good thing about seminar, we, we, um, we recommend that they use Teams so don't, it's not necessarily a um, an individual student taking an individual class. So when they do seminar, they can actually work in teams in order to uh, choose their topics and work on their uh, reports. Of course, they have to take their exam separately, but certainly uh, they can be a part of a team. Students explore topics by identifying, interpreting, and analy- analyzing a range of perspectives. These are some topics that. Uh, sample topics that students have used uh, food waste solutions I mean what can you do to help your community uh, so they even have the ability to work with some of the community-based uh, uh, jobs and, and companies to, to get information and to include them in the whole process of the class role of art in education at the bottom we we'll see that wealth inequality something that can make a difference to a student uh, so that the learning experience is um, more than just what uh, a regular AP content class would be. On AP research, again, seminars are prerequisite for AP research. Students must take an AP seminar uh, class before enrolling in the research class. And uh, they will explore academic topic, problem, or issue of individual interest design, plan, and conduct a year-long research-based investigation, so it's quite intensive. Understand research methodology, employ ethical research practices, access, analyze, and synthesize information to address a research question, build upon effective argument, skills to engage in knowledge and creation, document the process the development of uh, their scholarly work, it's not just an inter academic uh, conversation, but actually start one. we we'll talk about AP and critical thinking and uh, how we want our AP classes to work, certainly this kind of goes in with that uh, AP uh, framework. When we we'll think about um, AP capstone, we look at success, what people think it looks like, they think success is like a straight arrow going in that direction, but this is what it really looks like. some wavy lines along the way, but it, uh, the, the, the good thing is the end result is, is there, but it's just not a straight shot, usually. We go through some things to get there. From another student, benefits to students. I was able to use my research as evidence uh, of my passion towards uh, gender e- equality in my college applications. Something that you would not even think would be a topic, perhaps, for many of us in the room, but certainly uh, for our students, they have the ability to choose whichever topic that uh, they want to research on and, and present on. AP Capstone students choose their research topics. Uh, really, this is just a sample of topics that they've used uh, for students. What I really wanted to point out here is this they can go to uh, HTTPS, uh, the advances in slash ap capstone. This can get you uh, some sample topics and also let you know some things that students have already done thus far in the program. AP capstone students learn critical research skills. Really, here is just Education scholars say that youth are duped by sponsored content and don't always recognize political bias and social messages. This is just uh, one uh, article that kind of talks about AP Capstone and the students. But I want to show you this because this kind of correlates AP Capstone with other AP courses. So when we look at uh, AP similar with other AP exams. 2017, 11th grade, uh, approximately 80 per, 86% scored 3 or higher. So when we look at English Lit, the per, uh, current course comparison, and the average score without seminar, 3.10, but when they took it with seminar, it actually raised their grade up uh, 0.24. For history with seminar, score with AP seminar, three or higher, uh, it increased it 0.18. And then uh, there's no significant difference for chemistry, biology, uh, environment, uh, and physiology. But politics, uh, it increased it 0.025. Significantly, significantly, right? Again, 67% through higher research, this is research. When they took research, uh, the scores with AP research were raised uh, for scores through higher. There were some increases uh, in, in the students' grades. So, alumni enrolled all over the world. Now these are some of the colleges that, of course, would accept Capstone. I think it was one of your questions, but these are, but. The, the map is actually showing you uh, the alumni that are uh, from high schools that are enrolled all over the world. The tip capstone, does that kind of make sense? That doesn't necessarily mean that these colleges are colleges that accept accepted for credit. It doesn't necessarily mean that these colleges are saying that they have a, a, a means and they're working. So I'm K-12, I have a higher ed equal, not really now, they kind of changed it, that actually works with higher ed educations to, to make sure that if a student's gonna take the time and energy to take an AP course, that the, uh, the college or the university is gonna actually accept that credit. We already know, especially with this council, that some schools take the threes, fours, and fives. Some schools don't, th- don't take the threes, they only take fours and fives. Some only take the fives, believe it or not, and then some don't take any. But what we do know is that when we talk about uh, admissions, uh, the first thing that they wanna look at, and now everybody uses the holistic approach is, did they have any rigorous coursework? That's admissions, like, okay, did they take any AP classes? Did they take any IB classes? Did they take any dual credit classes? Because we want to make sure that for years, College Board was like, let's get them into college. Now get them into college, right? College ready ready. And then we had to change our thought process because it's more than just getting them in. It's getting them through. We want to make sure that they get the degree at the end of those four years. And so we always know that, um, You can be a full-time student with 12 hours of coursework, right? But you cannot graduate with 12 hours in four years. And most of our students are on financial aid, so by the time they get through, if they're four years, then many of them don't graduate because they can't afford to graduate. So that's why in high school we do things like uh, AP, because it puts it in their back pocket to have extra credit so that when they go into college, they're already having some college-level courses in their back pocket in order to help them out as they go along to graduate in 40 years. higher rate applications are now recognized by the Common App and the Coalition for Affordable Access and Success. They will recognize AP Capstone. and What they have done is, uh, remember I told you so, you have your, let's just say your juniors took AP seminar. and. Uh, this is your student's senior year, and taking AP research. Well, of course, they won't take their exam until May of their senior year, right? So they won't get their scores back until July of their senior year. Well, guess what? They already need to be admitted into the college that they're going to at that time. So these uh, application, education, higher education applications will allow your students to actually put on their transcripts. I am in the running for AP capstone diploma uh, for. Whatever my school is, whatever, so they can actually get that distinction uh, prior to getting their actual grade. Does that kind of make sense? Our right, institutions proactively engage students. So now these students, these classes, of course, you know, uh, you said which ones take it. Um, this was uh, University of Arizona, and so. Uh, again, you can go to College Board website to find out which colleges actually take. And we always recommend that students uh, look at the college they're going to, their website, because that's more accurate than what we have. I hope they don't know uh, what their credit policy is as far as AP Capital is concerned. AP Capital Higher Ed Champions. And this is a slide I think that I was trying to get to for you, who said which schools. Uh, promote AP Capstone which hire your institutions. So this will give you a really good list of those institutions that uh, are our champions for AP Capstone. Oh, we got the University of Michigan on there, so that's that's the who else do we have here? We have Wisconsin, I don't see any Wisconsin. We have Indiana. Uh, I don't see Indiana. That's not to say that Purdue and IU don't take AP Capstone. It's just a matter of right now, a lot of the higher institutions are still trying to figure out where do we put this. You know it's a great thing, we can certainly use it for admissions, but where can we put this uh, in our curriculum uh, as far as giving them credit after admissions? And so those are the things that we're working on. Uh, Some of the colleges said, well, uh, who taught the class? What was the class about? Was it taught by uh, a math teacher? Uh, was it taught by an English teacher. Even high schools are trying to figure out, well, where do we put it? Uh, and so if it's taught by the math teacher, usually for uh, high schools, they can actually get math credit for it. If it's taught by an English teacher, uh, the project is probably leaning towards some type of English uh, content structure that can be created for uh, for an English class. Uh, so it just depends. We're just trying to work work it out. You know, where where do you where does it fit? In? AP Capstone alumni report high school scholarship rates. This uh, responds to self-reporting scholarships. Those that um, did take Capstone, um, 77% received scholarships based upon the fact that they took uh, AP from Capstone. I think that's probably part of their application process uh, to help them uh, again set themselves apart. and moderately likely to participate in, uh, in um, the following uh, while in college. The blue is the Capstone alumni. And then the gray is the number of students that actually took the survey. This is interesting. Uh, AP Capstone alumni are confident in their skills. And I think if you can see this, uh, compared to a typical student in your year, on your year, uh, year at their college, how prepare are you to do the following? Analyze existing research. Uh, 54% much more were able to analyze existing research. 33% were somewhat more uh, conducting your own research. 56% uh, were more, much more likely to uh, be prepared in that area. Thinking critically about sources. 53%, 32%, so basically the range. Uh, defend arguments using evidence. Again, that's a skill set that helps your students be able to defend arguments um, by taking the class. Another student talking. Benefits to school and staff. A.P. Capstone has given me skills that help me easily adjust to the college environment. This is uh, typical University. Vermont. I feel confident in my ability to interpret peer-reviewed sources and how to assess their credibility. My time management skills also increased by taking this class. So, time management skills. You're largely working on your own and need to manage your own time. I think these courses were a great test run for, for university. AP Capstone is when you stop asking students what they want to be when they grow up and start asking students which problems they want to solve. As educators that makes us happy. That's a, That puts a smile on our face. So this is what's going on 2018-19 as far as the schools that are doing capstone. And I put this map up so that because I knew we would be in different states so you can find your state. So for my Indiana uh, right now we have 18 schools doing AP capstone. Uh, let's see We have Michigan, we have like 10, Wisconsin, 28, Illinois, 61. Did I, did I hit everybody? Is anybody in here actually doing APCAPS on your schools? No? Anybody? I guess you're probably maybe interested or just wanting to find out what it was, and that's kind of why i are here So what barriers do you see? Just trying to find a place for it, a teacher for it? Students, what, what are your what are some of your questions? So
1: I was kind of looking at the website too, so I kind of understand. Uh it looks like as a teacher qualified there is a five day summer workshop. would uh, that, that continue then continue the next year for the research class or does that workshop to cover the seminar and uh research class?
0: Great question. This is the only AP course, only A P uh, yeah. Course that requires uh, professional development. You know, for all other AP courses, and I have to say this. A question came up from another school just the other day. And said, "Well, what, what are the uh, qualifications for AP teaching?" There really are are none. We recommend that they do uh, a, a AP uh, SI. Uh, we recommend that, that uh, in three years they get some other kind of professional development. But for AP capstone. Uh, it is required. So it is required for seminar, and then it is required for research. So there will be, there'll be two like, consecutive years? Right, because what will probably happen is your AP seminar teacher will not teach your AP resource class. In the first year, you'll be doing AP seminar only. You cannot do both because you have to do, you just started. You have to do seminar first. So your first year would be, you'll be sending your teachers to uh, AP seminar only and then most likely that next year they'll still be teaching AP seminars, so they won't have to go again. But then you'll be starting AP research, so those teachers will have to go through
1: uh, professional development. Is it usually the same teacher, or does it matter for a school?
0: It it doesn't matter. It's up to you. As long as they do the the, uh, professional development, that's fine. That one time. project-based community, um, we've had um, at our APAC conference, we've had some of the students come and, and share what they did, and even online, I was going to show you guys a video, we don't have internet in here so I can't show it, but there are videos that will actually show you uh, some of the students' projects so that you can see what they did. Um, a student wanted, uh, she came from a broken home, and uh, her... She was a single family home and her mom was, uh, uh, had uh, alcohol abuse and so that was her paper. How do students uh, succeed in high school with uh, social problems at home? Uh, something that, you know, but she did the research and to find out that she was not alone, that other kids didn't, but I'm just saying those are just some of the topics. Uh, I think overseas. They wanted to do, one of the students wanted to uh, work on getting internet service for uh, their community uh, uh, because they come from an impoverished uh, area and so she worked on it and she solved the problem to get funds for all the kids to get uh, computers and all that kind of stuff. But those are the things that are life changing things for them that they actually did their research projects on. This would be just like all of your other actually AP courses. So the time that you put in your regular AP classes, I think that's what they do that. That's every, it depends on what your schedule is. But what every I mean week. Is in the daily schedule, you would need daily with yes. a section. Yes. Okay. And it would probably take that just to, to, to make sure that they uh, choose a topic, uh, use the parameters and the framework from, from AP. Uh, and and to kind of keep them on track so that they can be ready for the exam in the projects. Because they have two for seminar to do throughout the year. And I'm thinking most likely uh, the first one would be the first semester, and the second one would be the second semester when they take the final. That was kind of my question. It a four-year course but you just answered it. Four-year course. Great questions. I don't know what others I had. I just kind of stopped there. but. Uh, distinguishing your school, most of this stuff is just things that, you know, rather than be taught to you, a principal at Northeast High School, um, who's already done the program, just sharing what's happening in their schools. Sometimes schools just want to know who else is taking it, and, and so can, is there any best practices, or uh, what can we look for to, so that, were there any hiccups that we can avoid, so uh, of course we can share that information with you. Uh, to some of you, know some other schools that may be doing it in your area already.
1: other really questions? <laughs> curriculum development, like, is that College Board set that curriculum? Is it something that you develop or
0: that workshop? A little bold, like, if, I mean, a full year course that, you know, that's a lot of curriculum. Right. So, like I, with all AP courses, uh, the difference here, you still have to do your AP your your course audit and get approved by College Board. And, do your syllabus, so it's it's basically uh, it's an actual AP course, so it's nothing different there. It's just the content is not is not AP Calculus, AP is 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 AP Capstone, and so these are the parameters. Whatever your syllabus is, and if it's approved, then you're like, okay, you can do this, and you choose your resource. And you're like, okay, it's good, we can do that, uh, and, and the in the I guess what's important is. We want to make sure that your students, at the end of the day, first of all, that um, that higher ed looks at it as an AP course, and secondly, that um, we don't get too far off, uh, so that um, I want to how do I say this in a nice way, so that there's equality, so that it's actually an AP course, right? So once you submit the framework, we say, okay, you can do this. This is good. Does that kind of did I not answer your question?
1: Yeah, I was just like me, like so, like. AP he college board, gives you that uh, curriculum, because you're going to have to take that same exam throughout, right? So you know what you have to teach. Now you're not making it up yourself completely over the whole year.
0: Correct. Um, and I'm going to, um, don't you need to come to the class this afternoon? <laughs> I can talk about it now, because you may ask a lot of questions. So things are getting ready to change uh, for AP completely. It may not affect but in 2019. And if we have time, I'll talk about it.
2: I have a question about the, the requirement of 4 AP scores of 3 or higher, is that by the time the student graduates or is that before they can be
0: admitted to a capstone program? That's by the time they graduate. Great question. So they could be actually taken, and when you think about it, most students take most of their AP courses their junior or senior year. Right. And really the majority of it is their senior year. because it's a college level course in high school, right? And so certainly they will not have maybe those four prior to that time. Great question. Okay, so bringing it to your school if you're interested. How this works is, you let College Board know when you go on our website that you are interested in AP Capstone for your school. And then that interest form you'll fill out because you actually have to fill out an AP application. And so we'll look at your application to make sure that you qualify for that. Um, this is the timeline, I'm sorry. Um, complete the non-binding online application summer, fall 2018, so that was already happened. The winner, you sign the agreement and recruit the students, and then 2019 summer you complete the professional development before taking the course. So it's kind of like almost a year of planning prior to actually taking the course, and you almost have to do that because the, the teachers are required to do the the professional development, and usually they do that in the summer prior to, to actually administering the or take uh, teaching the class in the fall. So you know this is something that. It's not like, okay, I can decide in September I want to do AP Capstone for my, my school this year. You, you can't do that. It's going to be for the next year. Uh, when you go to online College Board um, Capstone, there you can see where the application is. Applications uh, have to be filled out November sixteenth, two 2018 um, by 11.59 p.m. Can you believe that? Uh, These are some places where we do, where we will have the uh, professional development, the, the training sites for AP Capstone. And this is really important because this is not like uh, a lot of your AP courses, you can find something really close to you in your state or something where the, the, they can go. This is a Capstone program because this is the only AP program, AP course, that professional development is required. We have to have this at places where we can house a lot of AP teachers at one time. And so it's usually around the country and those are just some places where um, they plan on having it for, these were the summer sites for 2018. So that passed, so I don't know where they're gonna be for 2019, but they'll be up on our website for you. So. Some resources that are available to you. We have our AP Capstone reference guide, Unless basically for colleges and universities, but we have our seminar, two-page course review highlights and key elements of the course. And, and we wanted to give you guys some resources because first of all, you have to determine who's gonna teach your, your class. So you, you have to find a teacher that is like um, an AP teacher or one that may have taught AP uh, because we know that there's different learning with AP. right? So you want that teacher, to so identify your teacher and then you also have to identify your student population that you want to actually take the class, right? So how are you going to go about uh, advertising this to your students to say, is this something that you want to do, sign up, so that you know you have the students, so you know you have the teacher, and then of course you go through the process of filling out the application non-binding, and then uh, the professional development that is there so that you're ready to go uh, fall of the, the, the fall. other resources. Uh, Implementation guide um, will probably be really uh, interesting for you to find out some of the information specifics that you're looking for for the program. Collegeboard.org slash AP Capstone is the place to go. Additional resources Capstone is a blank canvas. I love that I can conduct research on practically anything I wanted in the world. Uh, so when we look at things like that, you know, the whole purpose for AP for students is to uh, really allow them to use their critical thinking and to be able to, um, you know, veer from our regular standard classroom where the teacher is doing all the talking and the students just listening and taking notes. Because we want them to be in teams and we want them to answer each other's questions and we want them to be able to uh, participate in their learning. Uh, And certainly when we see things like uh, having to change the world, this is just uh, uh, another uh, opportunity and option for them. Some of the barriers that we come up with is uh, many schools, um, their AP program trying to figure out, well, where do we fit it in? Where, you know, how do I put in the master schedule? I mean, I already have these AP courses. What AP courses am I not going to use in to, to switch it out? You know right now that you can find out through, uh, how many of you, I think, except for maybe Wisconsin, uh, do PSAT? Michigan does, Illinois does now, and Indiana does, for sure. So, you already have your AP potential tool to let you know kind of sort of, which will give you a really good guide as to, you know, do I really have the right courses in in, in my school, or, you know, how many students do I have, like, a, I'm, I'm offering these courses, and in two of my courses, uh, none of my students have AP potential for that course. That's probably why they're probably getting 1s or 2s. We know the state of Indiana, they, the state pays for all English, math, uh, and science uh, AP exams for students in 11th and 12th grade. So. A lot of the schools, uh, that's where they veer towards. They do their English, math, and science because the state's going to pay for the exams. And so, which is good uh, for our students, but even in that, um, many times students still get ones and twos because they don't have the AP potential for them. So we have the wrong student in the wrong class. So I would say to you for uh, purposes of finding out which class should I replace it with. If you have to do that, you have that AP potential to do it. Uh, if you want to find out, um, which classes, maybe I should add, maybe you have uh, 80% of your students uh, have AP potential for AP Psych and you don't offer it in your school. That might be something that you might say, well, you know, maybe I need to find out if I've got a teacher that wants to teach the Psych course, because uh, wouldn't it be good if you could put a student in an AP course and they would get a five? Uh, most of them got all fours and fives. I mean, that's really, um, it kind of gives them that boost that they need. Like, oh wow, I'm an AP student. So certainly you want to do that, um, I'm going to let you guys know, first of all, let me just stop here and then I'll talk about other AP stuff. Any other questions on AP Capstone? Um,
2: I'm just looking at the enduring understandings learning objectives in the class and it's very similar to AP Lang. Um, how schools offer those duly and had students take both exams. Like can a student be dual enrolled in AP playing and AP e. Seminar and
0: take both exams? That's a good question, and I would, uh, I'm going to veer and say I'll find that out for you. I would say probably most likely not. Now, what may happen is because uh, if you if you choose it in that way, uh, your English teacher will probably be the one to teach that course, mm-hmm. the seminar course, and usually that's what happens anyway. Um, and so what they do is they give uh, the student actually the English credit for taking the seminar class. But I'm pretty sure they're not going to be able to take the class and get both credit for both. Credit. Is that what you, the question was? Yeah.
2: Uh, my other thing I'm thinking is what about uh, Spanish immersion? We offer it as like a Spanish language arts class. Is the exam Does that be offered in Spanish, um, or is that only
0: English. So, um, let me ask this before. I don't want to. Anybody come into the one o'clock session on just AP? We're both. Okay. So I don't want to go too far for you, but I just wanted to let you know just a couple things. I'll just touch on it just so that you know. Because uh, a lot of things are changing with AP for next year. Um, for our states in Indiana, and probably in a lot of states, I think we're all in the same boat. We put our kids in, in, in the course, in our AP courses, and so, is anybody having problems with your students making threes, fours, and fives? That's fantastic. Are your students making threes, fours, and fives? What do you define as a problem? great! <laughs> right, I love it! One hundred percent. Uh, no, I did. you can give me 80 percent. I think that's fantastic. Um, you know what, that's why I said my daughter to Caritas Christian School. <laughs> Makes a difference. Though. So, um, that's fantastic. Uh, so that so this this would probably be a really good course for you for AP Capstone, and maybe that would be a good thing. So, okay. Here's what we want to do. We want to make sure that we give students uh, more resources. And so... What well, we've heard from you—any AP teachers in your, your AP teachers. What well, we heard from you guys is: listen, here's how a College Board works. This thing—we do a framework, we put our syllabus is in, we teach the class. Sometimes we have problems with pacing. Sometimes we have problems with because we don't really know. And we're teaching all year long, and then our students take a, a test that's coming from College Board that no one's ever seen before with those questions. And yes, you give us a, a, a test or two, a practice test. But it would help us if we had a question bank so that we could have more questions and formative assessments along the way to find out where our students are so that when they take the test, they're more prepared for the test so that they do better on the test, so they can get the three, 4 5 because we do want them, if they're going to spend the time doing an AP course, we want to make sure that they get the college credit for it, right? It kind of makes sense. So, uh, uh, the new program is set up so that these resources will be available for your students uh, in 2019-20. It's a lot for you, probably more than anything. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> for your AP coordinators, it, it's, uh, it's, you're already doing a lot, but are you AP coordinator? You're test coordinator. PSAT, okay. So for the AP coordinator, it's a lot of work to do, but um, and we'll talk about it this afternoon. But we, we have resources that are available throughout the year. There will be unit guides and formative assessments so that you find out where your students are before they take the test. Uh, there's a question bank where you can make your own test prior to. So you know when you take a test, maybe you might not be there yet if you give that test at the beginning of the year. So you have to pull different questions to find out you know where are we in, this, in the class, right? So now you have the ability to uh, make your own test using College Board's actual AP questions of where you are in your class so that you can make sure that your students are on point along the way. There's a dashboard so that you can kind of see where you are, your students can see where they are. And then certainly at the end of the year, it's not like anything new to them because they've been seeing actual AP questions all along and testing all along uh, so that it just kind of helps them out on the test day. And we'll talk about the rest of that this afternoon. Uh, also, we have a new ed, pre-AP program. Uh, it's uh, rolled out, actually, um, this will be pilot one. It's gonna be right now for grade nine only. It's gonna be in five subject areas. And um, certainly, again, uh, we believe that all students are pre-AP because you don't know if they're an AP student if they've never been exposed to um, the AP way of life so what we're doing is we have uh, a lot of schools already using AP, pre-AP, and they're, they're making their own course. Uh, but College Board has gotten a little bit too far because we, didn't, we can't control it. So uh, we're taking the AP name back in order for you to use AP in front of it. We need to know that, is that really AP? So what we're done is design an actual pre-AP program. Right now it's in five course areas, but we'll talk about it this afternoon. Uh, those were the two big things. Any other questions on APR? Or, or questions on testing?
2: One answer, or a question I haven't been able to get the an answer to yet is the, for the resources coming up for teachers next year. Um, when I heard that um, around this time last year, they were saying that for students to access those, they had to be registered for the class, which are bumping up registration to October next year. So are the resources going to be available through like, teacher, the teacher's a teachers p suite, their portal, or is that going to be a, to the students, a new portal that students
0: are going to have access to? Great question. Um, it, it's going to be both. So the teachers will be able to access the question bank. They'll um, be, able be able to look at what the student sees, but here's how it's going to really kind of work. Um, I still want you to come back this afternoon but how's going to work is, um, we know that the principal gets the access code for your school. Yep. And we've heard you saying, Cosmo, please, really. But normally the principal would have to sign the participation form. Uh-huh. So we t- we're going to take that off of him. But what we need him to do, he or she to do, is to give you kind of like the power. So, because they're responsible for that in their building. So that's why they get the access code. Once they give you, as the AP coordinator, the access code, they're giving you the authority. So you actually can now go in the system at the beginning of the year and fill out your participation form. He doesn't have to sign it. You can do it on your own, right? Once you do that, um, that will open up your system for your teachers to set up their sections. So when they'll, they'll go in and set the sections. You have the ability to set up sections if you want. If you wanna make sure that the norms are right or whatever, that's fine. We're also giving AP coordinators that ability as well. But your teachers will normally go in and set up their sections. Once they set up their sections, for every section that they set up, they will get what we call a join code. And that join code, they will have to give to the student in order to uh, access the dashboard and the resources. The student enters the join code in their account, because, that, which means um, every student has to have a college board account. They have need to have one anyway, but what we found is that Every student does not have a college board account because PSAT doesn't really require you to have a college board account. We want them to have it because that's where their online score report is. But they don't have to have it because we give you that paper score report to give them their scores on. But now, we're, moving, see, we're kind of moving to that area because now, with those students in AP, they'll have to have a college board account and yeah. get the join code and that registers them for the class. They'll have a, an opportunity to say, do I want to take the test or do I just don't want to take the test, however they want to do that. But uh, October is the the first cutoff date for um, ordering the exams. Uh, And we'll try to make it streamlined and easy for you because once they register, now we have their information so that we'll get get you labels for them at the end of the year so they don't have to do all the bubbling in. And then also they can uh, start working on the resources that are available to them. Uh, uh, Their dashboard will be activated. And actually, just so that you know, their dashboard will be activated whether they um, decide to take the exam or not. So that join code that the teacher provides them, they can give that to all of their students, regardless of whether they're registered for the exam. Okay, great. And then you, uh, I'm assuming you're the AP coordinator, but if you're not, you can let your AP coordinator, and you would actually get a roster and you need that roster before October. So that's why it's really important that all this happens at the beginning of the year. First of all, we want them to have the resources at the beginning of the year so that they can actually use the resources, right? And the teachers usually want them at the beginning of the year because so that they can kind of do the framework to find out what I want to do or how I want to set up my class. But all this happens is so that your roster can be uh, available to you so you can say yay, nay, yay, nay before October. This year was like the third. Uh, we had 800 who's that actually did it this year to make sure everything was right. And then November 15th was the actual cutoff date. So after the 15th of November, that's when the fees coming in, the late fees, $40 late fee or for add or drop. Not the course, not the complete uh, dollar amount exam, but the fee will be $40. That's kind of how it works. Did answer your question? I tried to stretch AP capstone. and I'm like, How can I talk about AP Capstone for an hour? Like, really? I could do that in like five minutes, but uh, but I, I didn't miss a kisser. Um, well, if you have no other questions, I don't think I have anything else for today. Thank you for coming. Anybody interested in getting this uh, presentation? I'm going to go back to the beginning, and my email address is mparson at collegeboard.org.